What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say I hope you and all your loved ones are safe right now. Thank you guys for listening to the show and tuning into the show every week. I appreciate y'all so much for being on this journey with me. And also, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Mike Brown. It's started letting go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. This man gave me, honestly, you, I think you were probably one of the first people to ever book me to perform music. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm so appreciative of that, that opportunity because it definitely boosted my confidence in what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, do you mind introducing yourself to the people? Yeah. Hey, folks, my name is Dorian. Um, I grew up in D.C., living in L.A. right now. Uh, I'm a neo-soul artist. Um, I do conscious neo-soul music. Um, I'm a registered pharmacist, uh, community pharmacist, a legal drug dealer uh, in many ways. And, um, and, then, and I do uh, created this new platform called Dorian's Live Events, health and wellness events. So beyond Dorian's Live Neo-Soul and Yoga, uh, health and wellness events that center around uh, my neo-soul music. That's what's up, man. Before we jump in, just to bring me, you, and the listeners in the safe, in, not in a safe space, but in the same space, because they know it's a safe space, but to bring us yeah. all in the same space. We're going to take three breaths together. So you could keep your eyes open or close them. And I'll lead us in those breaths. So you can breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. And we're going to breathe in one more time. And let it go. You ready to go? All right. <laughs> so, Dorian, man, um, how are you doing? Oh, man, I am uh I'm I'm good. I, first thing that comes to my mind is I'm crazy. I mean, it's this, you know, this <laughs> I you know, I'm this COVID-19 thing has really just dropped me into um, into a mode where I have to reconcile all the parts of myself that I was avoiding uh, pre-COVID-19. Yeah. But, you know, all the parts of myself that are just kind of, uh, I, 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 I see it as the first chakra stuff, survival. Um, are my needs going to be met? Am I going to be able to eat? Am I safe? Uh, is the world going to change? Uh, has the rug been pulled, been pulled out from underneath me in terms of what life used to be and what it is now? Um, who am I? Without Man. all of the trappings and stuff of hitting the gym every day and planning my events and posting amazing pictures of myself or what I think are amazing pictures of myself <laughs> all over the city doing yoga. You know, all yeah. those things have been kind of stripped away. 
and I am uh, in a place where I'm forced to look at, wait a minute, who am I without all of those things? In addition to all of those different parts of myself, Dorian, the fearful of the future, Dorian, the insecure about my paycheck, all those things, Dorian, the, uh, the, uh, do I, can I bury my head in the sand and just avoid all of this? So I'm dealing, you know, with all those different parts of myself right now. You know, uh, like I was saying, kind of like Denzel Washington in Hurricane, all the different parts of himself in the cell, having conversations with the parts of myself. So damn. Yeah. Who who the fuck are y'all? And it's like, oh, we you, motherfucker. We you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are all the parts of you that come up in these kind of situations. Yeah. But I also have also always been there under the surface that 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 are now coming up for healing um you know and and you know deeper wisdom about self so i'm good but i so but i'm doing a lot of inner work right now i think that is very important during this time you know like i was yeah. telling you about me in the beginning having to sit with all those feelings and like you said those different versions of me and not being able to run to the beach or you know having all these outlets yeah it it forced me to deal with myself. And um, I think for me, the biggest thing with dealing in myself was really acceptance first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to really be able to heal those parts that, and, and still doing some healing work, but like yeah. to really be able to get down to the root of it, like accepting that that's there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big, that word is a very powerful word, acceptance. Yeah, uh, it's a really powerful word because um, it's easy to just uh, like, for instance, like the the part of myself that was, um, I guess, defined by what I was pre-COVID and what I am now, uh, which is not that much different. It's just... Um, it's just being able to 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 look at myself with all look at myself without all those things and like you said accept what's there accept that there's a part of myself that is extremely fearful um, of the future accept that there are parts of myself that um, that are extremely uh, insecure without all of those things and those and those parts of my childhood that link back to those. Um, to being back like back to those of of not feeling enough so um accepting that it's okay to have all that stuff there you know because we're taught i feel like i've been taught that i have to be perfect and right. i have to put up this perfect part of myself um yeah. for people to see wherever i go and um and it's it's okay to accept what's real you know because yeah. those those things are what's what's real yeah about me and uh i have positive after we all have positive positive attributes too of course you know courageous parts and and the warrior parts but there are many varied parts and it's wonderful i think towards healing those parts it's good to be to to accept them you know to say hey i see you i'm okay with you i can resonate with you i can spend time with you talk to you what do you have to share with me you know yeah in a child what what what's going on man um and then you know he'll express oh yeah this is something you never dealt with um so let's talk it out 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of, for me, a lot of fear has been coming up. A lot of, you know, the perfection thing has came up for me a lot too. And what I recognize for myself is my need for perfection Mm -hmm. has always kind of been my way of overcompensating for when I wasn't out and dealing with feeling like my sexuality wasn't or was quote unquote imperfect. Mm -hmm. But I think even after coming out, I think that still that, that practice of doing that for so long kind of just carried over into everything else that I just dealt with in life. Yeah. 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 I hear you on that. You know, um, uh, that whole thing of you are not enough. It's kind of drilled into the heads of uh, gay people, LGBTQ. Yes. You know, uh, from 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 the beginning, from the first moment that people realize that that we're different. Yeah. The folks from the first moment, our our parents or whoever are raising us. For me, uh, as my dad, or they realize you're different, and the friends realize you're different, or or even people don't realize you're different. Um, then you do, I do, I did. And there was, I knew that being gay was not what you should be, you know, right. I knew I at five years old. So knowing I was different at five years old, I knew I was an other. I knew I was less than the boy. I felt that I was told that I was less than the other boys. I knew that what I was gay, I couldn't tell anybody else because I would be shamed for it. So that, that really, and my dad even told me, man, you ain't, you ain't like the other boys. You ain't, you ain't thorough. In D.C., there was this whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it comes from being, what, thoroughbred? You know, like, um, like the, uh, maybe even slavery times I was trying man. to say. Man, yeah. Then, he's thorough. He's a thoroughbred. He's, a, he's a, uh, uh, a stud, a specimen. You ain't that. Man. And I was told what I, what I wasn't. Um, so yeah, a lot of that insecurity or a lot of that feeling like I'm not enough and then compensated for it. Yeah. Like you said, is from way back, you yeah. know, um, I noticed that I was, and the, when I noticed it was when COVID-19 broke and I started posting pictures of, I've always noticed it, that that was there, uh, me feeling less than other men. And then at the same, and that had to do with the indoctrination, not because I am less than other men because I'm gay. That's falsehood. Yeah, absolutely. Just the the brainwashing of it. And then this whole thing of trying to fight against that and prove, prove it wrong, which is exhausting. Um, But I noticed it when I started posting stuff on Instagram and I had been posting pictures of myself doing yoga all over the city. And, and those are great. I mean, that's, it was, it felt like those were, um, you know, magazine. I was trying to go for these magazine style images and, um, and commercials that so much of us are raised on that that is what we should put out for ourselves. And then I just realized that that wasn't useful. Like I was posting that stuff and people are trying to get fed and trying to get food and people are losing their jobs and people are dealing with depression and people are getting sick and starting to lose family members. And I'm posting pictures of myself, you know, wearing expensive yoga clothing and um, 
taking pictures in 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 front of beautiful buildings. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great, but that isn't useful. Right. And that's, and that's when it started for me. It was just thing of just the breaking down of the whole image and what do I want to post now? Yeah. And I, wanna, and I don't want to post things that are useful. And when I started to think about that, I was like, oh, so what do I post? Stuff that helps people through difficult times. And then that whole flood of, of, of why I've been putting that image of myself out there started to come to light. And it was like, oh, yeah, because you were told that you weren't enough. That anything, posting anything that indicates, because I'm out and online, but posting anything that is less than perfection yeah. or less than an image that I want to put out of myself, oh, it's just so extremely devastating. And it wow. should be that way. It no, not be. at all. Not at all. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you too, like, I think, don't, don't see all of your posts that way. Yeah. Some some of the like to you, you may see that part of it. Yeah. But also to the people that are receiving it, like myself, I would say that is definitely inspiring. Like granted, you know, for you it may have like the intention may have been for it to look another way, but putting your music to it or putting your lyrics to it, like I think people need a lot of positive content right now. So just you posting a picture with your song playing, granted it may look like the for you, it may look like the typical yoga ad or whatever, but for me, I've yeah. never seen a yoga ad. Yeah. But I see you, I see Dorian, I see Dorian at a dope place, and I see Dorian yeah. putting this inspiring quote behind, you know, this picture, and I get what I need from that. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think your intention behind it is still still serving its purpose. I do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate that positive feedback about um, what I'm putting out. And it, 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 I love that uh, it lands. I think... Absolutely, yeah. Who, who we are, I think who we are always shines through. Um, I think it is good to sh- shoot for excellence and put the best quality stuff out there as we can. Um, um, I think uh, that... Yeah, but I, what I want to say is that who we are will shine through all of that stuff. So I'm glad to know that who I am shines through that. And I think that's for many people, regardless Absolutely. of all, all the uh, things that we have to reconcile with ourselves, who we really are has a way of shining through. That soul Definitely. has a way of shining through. <laughs> it's just now I've, what I feel like, and, I'm, and I, I'm not criticizing all the things that I've done, but now what I feel like is that I've, I've, I've I've gotten deeper into my intention. Like, um, like if you, if I didn't know that that's what I was doing consciously, then um, that, 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 that was a part of, of why I was, why I put a certain image of myself out there. Then it, then there's this level of exhaustion that I don't know why it's there. That's there. Hmm. There's this level of tension that I don't know is there. There's this level of fear that I don't know is why it's there and now i know oh that's there because there's this fear of of not being enough okay how many likes did it get how many um you know uh, how many comments did it get uh do people still think of me the same way and if i just got a, 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 a certain number of likes if i didn't hit my mark then does that mean that what i have is not worthy now i can i feel like i can go i can let that go 
and just say, hey, it's okay to just be me, to still post some of the same things, but all of that self-judgment and fear is no longer there. And what that was, what, what that was also overshadowing is just my compassion for other people, my, my ability to really see how things are landing and to have honest conversations with people about how what I put out is landing and to be completely present because, you know, you know um, you, and to say, oh, okay, what's going on in this person's life rather than just being so um, worried about if somebody's going to see uh, parts of myself that I don't want folks to see. You know, it just enables me to let go of all that extra shit, that extra judgment and just be more present, be me. Hey, I'm here. I'm showing up on wherever I am, social media, at this event, and I can show up as me and, 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 and not have all the extra voices and judgments that usually yeah. show up with me. You know, um, I think uh, what what one uh, Ayanna Vansant was doing this live thing with uh, with uh, Essence, and there was her window was kind of causing just crazy stuff to go on during the during with the lighting when she was recording at home, and um, they were saying, "Hey, um, can you get up and close your window?" and then. The, the 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 connection kept going out too, and she was like, "No, no, 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 no." She was like, "Let me just forget all about all that stuff. Let's just be in this moment together, as as it may seem. Let me get out what I need to get out without worrying about how it looks all the time. It's just me. I'm here. I ain't got no a whole bunch of makeup on. I ain't got." This, I ain't got lighting, I ain't got that. It's just me. And that's enough. You yeah. can add all the other stuff on, but you got to know that just you, that you are enough. And that's, 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 that's what's, the, what's coming out for me. That's what's up, man. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because uh, I think that's what really inspired me too, is I yeah. saw, you know, Diddy had did like a, a State of the Union Okay. Or something like that. And everybody looked like a, a Zoom call to me. And <laughs> okay. people's cameras was messing up. The audio was messing up. And I was like, I'm stressing like the quality of my video. And you have this platform of all these superstar black celebrities literally doing the same thing that I'm worried about doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. If, if they could do this shit, I can do this shit too. And yeah. just because I really like, I think none of them have really had to operate the shit themselves. It's almost like I'm better than them at the, and not that I'm better than them, but I'm, yeah. I'm more knowledgeable in my shit than I really think I am because mm-hmm. these, these people are having to learn how to do this shit. And I've been doing this. So it's like, what am right. I really afraid of? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It equal your, what you have to offer is, is amazing. You know, through your music, you know, you said at the intro that, um, that uh, I was one of the first people that asked you to perform live. That's like mind blowing to me. Um, it's the truth. The first, <laughs> but you know, that's the, I, I'm honored. You know, because I feel like your um, your sound first and foremost is uh, is like a lot of what I grew up on in DC. You know, just this real earthy sound, a real conscious sound. Um, instrumentation is important and but consciousness is what i love you know when common he was originally common sense 
yeah. when Badu uh, Tribe Called Quest, when those folks started emerging, I fell in love with those folks. You know, that whole vibe, hip hop, neo soul vibe. Yeah. Um, so, um, so when I was thinking about asking you to come and do Dorian's Live Neo Soul and Yoga plus hip hop with, with James, and I listened to your music, I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, definitely. So what you're doing, the, the, the karaoke, just creating spaces where people can come and express as artists, indie artists, or just regular people stepping in. I love that. And um, yeah, what you said, I think the, one of the interesting things that I found with COVID is that this has totally kind of equalized the playing mm. space in a lot of ways, because um, if any of us had all the lighting and sound people and um, and uh, technical folks and costume designers and hair designers and makeup folks, all these people planning everything that we did, of course, our shit would look amazing like theirs looks, okay? All right. the time. Of course it would. You have a team of people working on everything you do. Yeah. So, and you have a lot of money behind it. Um, so the flip side is, you know, when all of those things get stripped away, of course, there's still artists. Many, uh, they're, they're still artists. A lot of them still have amazing things to say. But they also kind of get equalized with the other artists that are there. Because the other artists, are all, we're all using the same platform. Yeah. So, and <laughs> yeah. many of us don't have all that money behind us. But what do we have? We have a message. Yeah, many of us have a message, and right now, what I think what many people realize is that that is what is really going to help people get through this time. Yeah, and what's the, what's what's the what's the message? What's the vibe when I get on with you? You know, are you helping me through this thing, or are you shaming me? Are you are you uh, are you uh, are you uh, flexing and trying to act like, you know, you have more than me or are you really just, re are you really relating to me? Cause yeah. the, the, the flexing and acting like you have more than me, that's not going to do me any good. That's not going to do people out here any good. Right. Uh, can you make people feel good? Can you inspire people? Uh, that's what um, I think is, is, is important. And not to say any of those artists don't, because they inspire me. I mean, other absolutely, days, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just, I think it's helped a lot of people to understand that your art, their art, is extremely useful. Um, even if they touch, if if it's millions of people that they touch, or whether it's you know twenty, thirty people, or a hundred people that they connect to through whatever events they do online or whatever they say online, yeah, or interact with people they interact with. So, yeah, man. How has the digital transition affected your your business, like both as an artist and as like in like uh I get would I call you an event planner? Because I mean, you put together your own events, yeah. So, and you know, the thing that I get the most out of all of your events is like being able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. and you know that healing aspect as well and it's like how do you translate that into the the digital realm yeah so that was devastating uh when when that thing shut down because i did have i was just starting to get to well for people who don't know for y'all who don't know i do live neo soul and yoga events so usually people do yoga they'll have a play they'll have some music playing in the background uh 
hip hop, R&B, whatever, yoga music, traditional yoga music. Um, basically what I did was start to sing to people doing yoga and create a live music concert like experience doing yoga. So I'm singing while the yoga teachers are higher are leading people through yoga flow and calling yoga flows and calling the, um, the different uh, positions and asanas. And I'm singing and um, talking about where my music came from and also joking and laughing with the yoga teacher, joking and laughing with people as they do yoga, that kind of thing. So it's a live unplugged experience. So basically ha, that live experience is gone, yeah. you know, in terms of that live interaction, lots of people in the room, which is my huge vision. Um, and, you know, we elevate together. So the online transition has been, we did um, one event and uh, we did, yeah, one event and it was good. We had like a turnout of about 11 people that came. That's cool. That's not bad. That's not bad online. And I'm learning not even to think about numbers anymore. Just, you know, when you do it, what can you create the best experience possible? Um, and people enjoyed it. Thinking that, um, I need to make the transition smoother because uh, there's some equipment that I need to get, honestly, in order to make sure that the sound that folks are hearing in their living rooms or wherever they are is uh, not going in and out. So there is okay. uh, somebody told me that I need to buy a uh, podcast um, mixer so that all of my equipment, because what that I have is, you know, can, can, can go through the computer and it's not ambient sound going into it. Um, yeah. But what the wonderful thing that's happened is that I've realized that um, I've been wanting to launch this platform, Dorian's Live Events, which is health and wellness events centered around my music. So the Brother Breathe um, event, which is with the woman who does uh, mindfulness meditation, trauma-informed mindfulness meditation for Black men, her name is Ashley Wilkerson, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Because I'm not constantly singing. I kind of open the event with singing, and then we go into the meditation and group discussion and then close it with some singing. Um, so sound-wise, that was great. But what it did for me was allow me to say, okay, I, I'm full music events, I have to work up to that in terms of technical stuff. But um, events that are um, enhanced by music, by a performance, great. So... Um, that went, that went really well. I even made some money off of that. Even though That's cool. Know that. I know, right? Crazy. Yeah. Um, and um, and I, real, I also realized that that's one of the things I want to do. We have another one coming up where I'm doing a movie watch party. There's an independent film that a yoga teacher has created. And that's going to be presented through Dorian's live events. The event is called Baby with the Bathwater. Uh, and it's about um, black women and issues of, uh, of of race oh wow and um and what my music is actually in the film so that is going to be my live music followed by a discussion with the filmmaker uh silverlocks films and then a viewing of the movie a live watch party on facebook and then after that a panel with the filmmaker and then um a woman who does trauma uh trauma coaching Oh, wow. Uh, because the film centers around um, rape, race, and, um, and, uh, and so many other issues in there. But it's just a 10-minute film. So it's allowed me to kind of get to give birth to, um, to say, okay, what's going to work online? And let me develop those things. And as I work on the, my live Neo Soul and Yoga, that offering, 
um, continue to try to bring that online in a, in a better way. Um, because we were talking about how things don't have to be perfect, but with music, you want to have a good quality, if you can, for a live event. Yeah. So it's there, the baby's there. I'm continuing to develop that baby online, but it's allowed other stuff to come through that I say, okay, this is going to work um, yeah. in a beautiful way. So I'm, 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 I'm making that transition. I'm That's making what's that up. Transition. Yeah. Yep. What has been your biggest lesson of this time? Like just this whole COVID experience. Oh, man. I keep coming back to, um, to me, I mean, I'm all I got. This is who I have to work with. You know, um, that, um, that I, so I'm a single man. I'm not, uh, I don't have a partner. My family is mostly back east. I have a lot of friends at the second family here in uh, L.A. But most of the time, I'm, I go to work and I have my coworkers there and I interact with people online and Zoom stuff and phone calls, of course. But I'm here in my space with me. So I'm dealing with me. And it's a time to, 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 to uh, study me. Um, but I guess the biggest lesson for me has been the power of me, of myself, and that, um, that sharing that me with other people, with my family, is probably just about the biggest gift I can give to, to them and to myself. You know, so we've been talking on the phone, we've been texting each other as a family, and um, one of the biggest reasons I think that I kind of kept myself away from my family is because for, for many years, is because um, <clears throat> I would only be sharing, again, it goes back to the same thing, man. I would only be sharing a certain part of myself, the mm. achiever, like the, the, my achievements. And now I'm getting to a place where I say, oh, I could just share me, what I'm going through, what I ate for breakfast, how I feel about current events, you know, um, a song that I may have liked or a song that I may have wrote, or my events. So I guess the biggest lesson for me is that take me wherever I go. Yeah. You know, wherever I go, it's me. It ain't the version of me I want you to see. It ain't, you know, who I think you need me to be, who I think would compete with you. It ain't none of that. With my mom, with my sisters, um, with my dad, with the relationship that I'm healing, you're going to get, they're going to get me. Yeah. And that's the biggest lesson is that, shoot, if tomorrow, you know, if tomorrow there's all this stuff shuts down, that's who I have to survive this. That's who's going to help other people survive this. Yeah. The real me, me, this right here. So that's the biggest lesson is that, you know, um, and people have always said it, you know, what the world needs is, you know, authentic people. But I never, and some people don't, you know, they may not, they may not like the real me. They may not vibe with the real me. They may still reject the real me, but that don't mean that I have to. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that don't mean that I don't know what I bring wherever I go. And, 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 and that's, 
that's a new, that's a, I think that's a gift of this. You know, if we get to the place where we, I have to, you know, try to help other people get food or water, if it gets that bad, then um, if I have to be of service to other people because things have gotten to the place where people aren't, aren't able to have access to food or have access to water and if the electricity goes down, I'm just looking at the picture of this, if this whole thing ever shut down, that, um, that I have to, to think about how my life can be the most useful, you know, and, yeah. and the most um, authentic and real. So that's, that's the biggest gift, I think. That's the biggest thing that's come out of this for me. What about you? Are we able to, are we allowed to turn, turn to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did. Um, Man, I I feel like I've had, and I almost feel like every episode I've shared like a different lesson. Yeah. Um, but I think the one that, that speaks most to me is like just really allowing myself to be. Uh-huh. Um, and just not, not pressing myself so hard. Still, still being my best and doing my yeah. best. Yeah. Having to have compassion for myself. Mm-hmm. That's been challenging. Yeah. But I'm working through it. Compassion for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But even the one that you shared as well, that that speaks so loud to me because I find myself moving different within like this time and seeing myself making decisions that are best for me and not out of obligation and guilt Mm -hmm. with other people or like anything. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see who I am on the other side of this. Yeah. Because I constantly feel myself shifting every day. Yeah. Everybody may not be ready for it, but I am. And that's yeah. all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Compassion for self. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. That word, what is that word? Compassion. What is that like? Uh, just being able to see yourself and empathize with yourself and yeah, be good and, to yourself. And, and just not being so hard on myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely feel like there's a diff- a difference in being like the best and your mm-hmm. best. Yeah. And I think for me, like I said, just practicing off old habits, I've yeah. always be the best. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being the best would get in the way of me being my best because yes. I would get discouraged or I would feel like, you know, going back to not feeling like enough. Yeah. But now, every time I'm giving a hundred percent effort, I know like, I did the best I could today. And that's yeah. all I could do. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do more or less than that if I knew I gave a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that um that word compassion for self is really, really valuable. I, I love how that feels when I think about that word. Yeah. Com- compassion for self. Because uh, I can beat myself up, I I could beat myself up a lot about things. Um, just being able to just uh, see my own humanity, you know, and uh, and not necessarily in a bad way, just in a good way of just like, wow, you're amazing. Uh, you are doing, like you said, the best you can. Look what you've made it. Look what you've made it through. You know, it's okay to be quirky and different. And not just in terms beyond just being gay, just being the way you talk, the way you walk, the way your body looks, you know, yeah. all of that is just saying, oh, that's all, that's all okay. 
you know, one thing that came up for me when you were talking was this whole thing I've been toying with about how people of color um, have been represented that when we learn <clears throat> in the history books, and it's because there have been, there have been many black first, first black this, first black that, that oftentimes uh, the way those people get represented to us, um, we are supposed to, we are supposed to emulate them and follow in their footsteps and learn from their example. And all of that is beautiful. I love that. And I, I've learned from so many people, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, but what I find most helpful is their journey and what they did. But the other side is who they really were. Yeah. The part that makes them human. Oh man. The part that makes them human. I mean, that's human too. And all, yeah, it, also absolutely, them, yeah. it also makes them divine and godly, but also they, we, we've been given a perfect image of them. And that is not, I think that's the biggest disservice because it, um, it denies their humanity, their realness. Yeah. It, 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 it help. it makes you, it makes, it's made me forget that everyday people can do amazing things. Cause that's really what they were. Everyday people who did amazing things with all of, your humanity, your realness, you know, um, uh, there was a, there's a, a, a spiritual person that I followed for a long time. And he says amazing, amazing things and that have helped me through, uh, a lot of times, but I believe his most amazing, um, contribution to me was when things started that his, his life started to fall apart. He divorced his partner. As he and his partner broke up, yeah, um, uh, because of um, some things that probably all kinds of complicated things, but that was the biggest one because I was like, "Oh, I've always seen this, them as this perfect couple, and now you know they're parting ways, and that happens." But he's human; he's a human being, and there may have been mistakes he made, and there may be mistakes she made, but he's human, and that was the biggest testament for me. Oh, we are all human. We don't have to fit this perfect image. We can still do great things and not fit a perfect image. And, 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 and for people of color, often they'll only accept one or two of us in certain fields. For a long time, that's the way it was. Yeah. So we don't, and those people kind of get to a place where you only see their perfect side. And, 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 they, and folks get denied being able to have access to people who are visible that are also don't fit the mold, you know, there are parts of them that don't fit the mold. But then the other thing I wanted to say was that by not, ha- by not always thinking that people have to be perfect and by not always holding one person up or a few people up as the greatest of all time, that we have to be the greatest of all time, it opens it up to all the different varieties of people yeah. that can make contributions to life. Absolutely. And, and all the different varieties of black people, people of color that can make contributions because there's all different kinds of us, you know, yeah, um, that can make contributions. And it takes, for me, it just takes a lot of the, the comparison out of it. And you come down to, it's just, you know, once again, we're at that place where it's just a, a human being sharing their gifts here, you know, doing what they're born to do on the planet. You know? Yeah. I agree with that 100%. And 
you know, as I listen to you talk, like it, it makes me realize how much of my own, like, like just, just being human. I, I don't even recognize my own self as that sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just having to feel like, like, and I would say prior to all of this, like just the time that we experiencing right now, but feeling like I had to show up in certain spaces, different ways. And now like just showing up as me, like it's, uh, it feels good because, and I had a, a conversation with another guest about just not having an example of me, mm-hmm. you know, and just recognizing like, I still exist out there. Yeah. I still exist right now, but I know there's a younger version of me somewhere out there and I need to be able to show that person, like, mm-hmm. this is what it's like to just be a person. Yeah. Positive and negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of it. All of all the journey. Yeah. yeah. I love what you said about, yeah, there's, there were no, no examples of you, you know, um, there were no there were no examples of you one from a from a from a lgbtq perspective right yeah there was nothing there i mean i don't know when i was growing up in washington dc there was no lgbtq clubs there were no uh couples partners that i could look up to there was nobody i could tell i mean i could not be i didn't even speak the word i'm gay until i was 18 19 years old and out of in college wow but then, you know, so there were no examples we could follow. And to, to be an example of uh, just a person, a LGBTQ, a gay person, um, in all of your uniqueness is great. Um, but then the other, the, the, the larger picture, too, when you said um, there are no, there were no examples of me, is that, yeah, there are no <laughs> There are no examples of you because you never exist. You never existed before, right? Yeah. You no, know, you are an Absolutely original is. in and of yourself. Beyond gay, straight, we are all unique copies. I mean, yeah. unique, not unique copies. We are all unique uh, creations. You know, everybody looks at the creation a different way, but we are unique. So there are no examples of us. So yeah, we can pick. It's good that we can pick and choose from what we see, and add that to. Our, our kind of palette of what we create, our, our life art, but for real, there ain't no examples of you and me. Or no, you're right. You're absolutely are, right. We are, we are creating this thing. Um, we, so that, gets, that just frees you up to create who you are, be who you are, and express who, you, who I am in a very unique way. Yeah. I ain't never existed before, man, and I, I may not, after this is over, I may not ever exist again in this form. You know, so uh, so we are all originals, and I love so that's why I, I, pre- I appreciate you sharing that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no other Mike Brown, which is why it's so devastating with um these murders. Murder in and of itself is devastating. You know, black men dying, um, and and COVID has definitely had me thinking about death more. Yeah, how this life is so is so temporary because when you when you kill someone, when these these um, these terrorists, these racists kill somebody, they have taken somebody away that they've taken away a life that's just gone. I mean that that beautiful form 
human being, spiritual. It's just like it will never exist again. That's one of the, and I believe that people are still, you know, the soul is still there, the ancestors are still there, but this thing in this, in that body, in that form, gone, which is why it's devastating. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been on my, my mind a lot as well and just how to, how to combat it because, you know, we are, every, everybody across the, the globe is deal, dealing with COVID. You know yeah, what I mean? Everybody right. is having to deal with that. And then you add racism on top of that yep. for Black people to deal with. And it just don't make sense for that to be happening yeah. in 2020. And, you know, a lot of times I see people make the comparison of, well, you know, it's black on black crime and this and that. But a lot of times in the black community and, and not to say that it makes it right or wrong, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I find that black on black crime comes from conflict. Mm-hmm. Racism comes from just pure hate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, so so what do we do? to fight this because I mean, you know, we could post all day and, and not to say that I have the answers either. I really don't know, but these are questions that are always on my mind Mm -hmm. and it almost seems like something that has to happen where the, the top of the top of like just our black leaders to the people that are are ground level in our neighborhoods have to connect some type of way and Mm -hmm. spread with whatever message it is that we all come up with to, to really make this work because it it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think um people have uh like probably um re touched into their power with this with uh the uh Ahmad Arbery yeah um uh uh murder because lynching uh because it was their it was people making noise about it, speaking about it that actually brought caused the local police to actually bring those two in. It's a yeah. shame that it, it is a shame that that's what was required. Right. But, um, but saying, but, but people coming together and talking about it and posting about it and sending emails and making phone calls and that, and, and engaging uh, people in office helped that happen. Yeah. So over and over again, I think people are understanding, and even the examples that we have from history, that coming together and speaking up about it does bring about change. Can bring, yeah. can bring about change. You know, can bring about change. It doesn't always bring about change. Um, you know, it's an interesting. When I po- when I'm when I'm looking on social media, I'm always wondering okay how can i make a difference beyond posting because posting is important too and i'm still thinking about that how can i make a difference and and, and sometimes it'll be an email or a phone i've made phone calls uh to representatives but beyond that that's something i'm constantly thinking about now is that how can i when those things happen how can i make a difference how can i yeah what can i what can i what action can i take so that's something I'm working on in the future. It's like how, as soon as I hear about that, what action can I take? Yeah, and, and I, I, that's been on my mind a lot as well because, you know, like, like the post thing, I can post, but at the same time, I don't feel my impact from simply just making a post. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, there's some people who, um, and I think people are, people are going to operate, are going to be of use in different ways through that. There's some people who are going to say, okay, the health and wellness folks are going to say, listen, you know, this is a traumatic experience. This is how you need to deal with the trauma of walking through this, of, of hearing about this and then having to go about your regular day. You know, this is how you need to deal with this trauma that is awakened in you. The yeah. activist folks are going to say, okay, this is how you act. This is who you need to call. This is what how we need to organize, you know, um, after COVID is over, this is how we need to hit the streets. So it's like everybody is going to, everybody can work from their sphere of influence. And that, that's what I've been thinking about too. Like every, we all have our own areas of expertise. So like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we work within that realm that we have. Yeah. Yeah. That rate that exactly. I mean, that, that, you know, we deal with, racist macro and microaggressions every day on top of COVID. So it's going to take multiple things to kind of get us through those, those, these, uh, these trials, uh, these, these things that happen. I wanted to say something. There was something that came up for me. Uh, we were talking about, "Mm, it'll come back. Uh, Oh yeah. The black on black crime. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's something that um, I always think about, you know, growing up in DC, somebody was dying every day. I know you grew up in Houston. Did you grow up in yeah. Houston? Okay. Yeah. When during the eighties and nineties, when I was growing up, somebody died every, somebody was shot every single day in Washington, DC. Yeah. And it was always by a person of color. Um, street violence that was happening. And um, there are people, there are people who are, who are working on that. You know, right. it's almost like, um, you know, you people who say, oh, there's black on black crime. Why are you not, guys not getting up in arms about that? There are people who are working on that. There are a group, there are community organizations that are constantly working on black on black crime. So don't say, don't say that we're just ignoring this in our communities. <laughs> you know, you have all kinds of folks that are constantly trying to stop it, uh, community conversations. Um, folks who are working with gangs within the gang to try to bring peace, all kinds of stuff. So that's something we're actively working on, but that doesn't mean that we can't speak up about um, uh, uh, acts of racism and terrorism against black people. We can do both. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can operate on many fronts as activists at the same time. And because we lash out, well, because we want to bring attention to and justice to people who have been murdered uh, at the hands of white police officers and 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 race and white racist groups and individual <laughs> racist people, doesn't mean that we aren't act. We don't care about this as well. You know? Right. It's important uh, for people for people to know that. Um, you know. Uh, but yes. Our community, black, and I don't, I can't speak, I don't want to ever try to speak for the entire black community, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is something that whole self love thing is really, is something that we definitely want to get stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, that hey, we got to stop killing each other, we got to yeah. stop lashing out at each other, um, we have to stop hating, we hating on each other, um. That is, um, that's, that's vital. 
that and that's an ongoing work so that that hasn't stopped um that hasn't stopped it's 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 definitely dictated it's definitely reaches all the way back to you know all the trauma that we've gone through as people as an oppressed people yeah oftentimes people have been who have been oppressed um across the globe the only out they they will often lash out at each other um in many ways because that's who they're constantly bumping up against in their communities you know um but we work we're working on that the black people are working on that too uh -uh. don't think we're not right (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah yeah that's what's up man um before i let you get out of here i ask all of my guests um what is one thing that you've learned or one piece of advice that you've gotten on your journey that you can share with the listeners? Wow. Hmm. Or even, even something that a younger version of yourself may have needed. Okay. Oh, those are both, both of those. Yeah. Um, I would say that, uh, that the journey for me, um, that, uh, Oh man, this is a good one. And I love it. And I, it's okay. I'm going to take the, take the time. Yeah. Take your time. You You can always cut, you can always cut all the silence. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that what um, what I have inside is extremely valuable. Um, that what I have inside is exactly for this time and this place, and that the people who will that and the people who will encounter it. That what we have inside was centuries in the making that when we arrive at when i've arrived at myself me this voice this body these ideas these dreams your voice your body your ideas your dream when we arrive at this place we are the result of so many um lives so many people who survived so many people who what did it say i am the I am the hope and dream of the slave. But even just be- even before that, when we were in Africa, we are at this moment on purpose for a reason. And to know that what we have inside can make a huge difference in our own lives and then other people's lives as well. In, in any way we choose to share it, whether it's as artists singing or whether it's, um, a conversation with somebody on the street or at our jobs or a child who, you know, we may be teaching um, in a teacher capacity that um, these vessels that we have, this vessel that I have is extremely valuable. And, um, and to never, ever lose sight of that. Never, ever lose sight of that, that there's something that's meant to be said through me and um, to, to, to give, to be proud of that and to give birth to that. Uh, 
you know, um, and that could be so many different things. It could be writing. It could be, you know, watching TV on the sofa and showing, enjoying a show and, and getting knowledge from that. It could be how I talk to my mother, how I talk to my sister, what kind words or words of encouragement I can get from them or laugh. It could be you interacting and sharing, exchanging wisdom or uh, knowledge of the life journey. All of that is on purpose and valuable. I'm valuable. You're valuable. Take extra special care of this creation that's been years and years and centuries and centuries in the making to get to us. That's it. That would be what I'm learning. Self-love, self-compassion. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Where can the people find you, Dorian? Um, yeah, so I'm at Dorian Warrior on, uh, on Instagram. I'm at DorianNeoSoul.com. Uh, um, so on DorianNeoSoul.com, you can access all my music, um, which is on iTunes, Amazon, uh, music, uh, title and CD baby. So you can find me there. I'm on Facebook at Dorian's live events and Twitter at, uh, Dorian warrior, uh, as well, you know? Um, so yeah, I've got a book coming up. Uh, in about a year, uh, Everyday Warrior, the book for your soul, which is based on my album. Um, uh, just work kind of like a red table talk situation. Okay. Uh, where I sing and we talk. Um, so look for that, you know, uh, on my, on my, uh, on Instagram. And then don't forget about a movie, my movie, uh, watch party that's coming up, uh, in a couple of weeks. I'll announce that on my page at Dorian Warrior. Um, and then I'm also releasing Dorian's <laughs> live Neo Soul and Yoga, the playlist in June. Okay. As a part of um, uh, Black Music Month, which is all the songs that I've been doing on my uh, on all my live Neo Soul and Yoga events, releasing it as an online uh, playlist for folks. But, That's dope. Know, all find it at uh, Dorian uh, Dorian uh, Neo Soul dot com. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I just want to say, man, I know you'll be closing out, but I appreciate you, your vibe, uh, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your of Art of course, Letting man. Go podcast. That's, that's dope. The art of letting go. Woo! When you just think about <laughs> what, that, what that means, there's an art to letting go of things that you don't need anymore. Yeah. There's an art to, to, to releasing. Um, so, uh, so I'm really grateful for you. And uh, all the conversations we've had in the past through events and um, just really uh, grateful for what uh, you're putting out there, um, your music and, and, and everything, man. You shine. And uh, I'm glad, glad to be connected to you. Glad you're in the circle of life. Man, the, the feeling is mutual, Dorian. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Man, thank, thank you. you for coming on the show. All right. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go podcast. Also, you can send me an email, the art of letting go podcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 
Also, if you would like to support The Art of Letting Go, we got some really cool merch, as well as we're now on Patreon. You can find us, The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Subscribe to us. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go.